Well, I can only speak for myself, but I want to be a league champion. Um, and I've got three chances at it. Uh, unfortunately, I'm already behind <laughs> in all three of uh, my big finals. Uh, the other one, I'm, I'm pretty far ahead and I'm not too worried about. But there's, there's three that I've been worried about all week. And it doesn't look good, folks. Um, <laughs> and now I'm going to have Deion Lewis starting against me. And the guy didn't even have Derrick Henry. He just had Deion Lewis sitting on his bench. Man, tough week. Tough couple of weeks. Um, and who knows what's going to happen. But uh, welcome uh, to the Rotobomb Podcast. And uh, uh, Beatles bringing us in with Baby, You're a Rich Man. The obvious message I'm trying to send there is, folks, you might be in a situation like me where you got long odds today, but you know what? You're still in the finals. You're still going to get like a second place payout, even if things don't go well. Um, so, you know, hey, you're a rich man one way or the other. You know, for me, it's like, am I going to get the $500 payout or the $1,000 payout in a couple of these leagues? Obviously, you want the bigger thing, but, you know, let's not forget that any of us who are setting lineups this morning, we had a good year. Uh, it's important to remember that. Um, so, you know, just... This podcast is going to be a little different than I anticipated. We've had some things break. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys where I'm at with my DFS stuff, but uh, to do a slate walk, in all honesty, I don't think I'm fully prepared to do a whole slate walk like I normally do. Uh, I've, I've had my head in like three different places over the weekend. Um, uh, you know, it's funny. Yesterday's slate, I did okay. I don't know how you guys did. Um, obviously, the Watson thing. I was heavy on Watson, so that kept me from having a good day. But uh, I got most of my money back that I threw out there. Um, my cash lineup went down. I put Watson on it. That's really the thing that killed me. Uh, most of my other lineups, actually my GPP lineups did better than my, my cash yesterday. Um, but I, I have to do a rankings update this morning. So for all you seasonal folks, uh, as soon as I'm done recording this podcast, uh, while some folks are listening to it, I'm going to be um, re-jogging the rankings, getting Deion Lewis where he needs to be, moving folks around, obviously getting Derrick Henry out of there, moving some other stuff around as well. Uh, so I would say probably around 11, 1130. Uh, give one last look at the rankings uh, if you have any doubt about what you're doing with your lineup, uh, and maybe I will have a solution uh, for you, or just a second opinion that makes you feel better about where you're at, you know, or what have you. Um, but with all that said, um, let's just do a little bit here on today's slate. It's 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 sort of a tough slate, although you know the Deion Lewis thing and the DeAndre Washington thing give us some ability to move, some ability. Uh, to do some different things with the lineup. Uh, I've had a lot of trouble. The thing I've really wanted to do is just get Lamar, McCaffrey, and Michael Thomas into my lineup. I messed around with it. There's just not enough low-end value this week. Uh, even playing both of those running backs, you got you still have to go with a tight end who pretty much sucks. So uh, DraftKings has pushed a lot of the people we want up this week, and it's it's made it challenging. I I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that the, the winning scores this week are not going to be uh, maybe what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the week. Um, but let's just, I'm going to go through the points that I've got here, things that I think worth, uh, uh, excuse me, merit some discussion. Uh, and I ho hopefully we'll get you guys out of here, uh, you know, 25, 30 minutes uh, or less. Okay, um, just quickly buzzing through these games. Um, you know, Jacksonville, Atlanta, obviously there's some issues there. Neither team has anything to play for, so the motivation is tough to figure. Shark's going to play. Um, you know, so it, certainly Shark in a GPP is worthy uh, of some exposure. Um, 6,300, 
So it'd be nice if he was cheaper, if he'd been priced down due to the injury, but he's not. Um, so look, I, some shark exposure in this game. And then the other thing is Julio. I, I got all over Julio at 8K. I, I think he's going to be one of my core pieces this week. Um, you guys, Matt Ryan's a good play, and I'm going to hook you up. I'm promising not to play Matt Ryan under any circumstances. So I am not going to put the Pete Jinx on, on Ryan. Just... We've talked about this before, but 100% of the times I've ever touched this guy, he's crushed me. So I'm going to stay away from Ryan, which means you guys, if you want, should be able to partake without the whammy falling on you. Um, but, uh, you know, Julio I've had plenty of success with. Love the target vacuum he's operating in at 8K. Liking Julio a lot, pretty much in any kind of format. Uh, that's it for me on that game. Baltimore at Cleveland, obviously this thing is just lopsided. It's a 50-point game, but one team's under 20. Uh, and quite frankly, 19.75 might be optimistic for Cleveland, the way they're playing. The only thing on the Cleveland side that I'm willing to touch is is Chubb at 6,900. First of all, the guy's running like a monster. Um, Cleveland, it, you know, the one thing they can do is run the ball. They'd be smart to at least ride Chubb for as long as they can. Um, and he's at 6,900 units, so I think... Some, you know, some 10, 20% exposure if you're doing multiple lineups to Chubb in GPPs, I think makes some sense because I think he's got home run potential. He lit this defense up the first time. Now, it's a better defense now. It's worth noting. Um, but, you know, a couple Chubb flyers in GPPs make sense to me. That's really the only thing I want to touch on Cleveland uh, on their side of the ball. Obviously, on the other side, Lamar at 8K. Uh, is interesting. I'm going to have some exposure to that. Earlier in the week, that number scared me. The more I've looked at the slate, the less it scares me. I'd like to get to Lamar as much as I can. Um, uh, and I think Ingram merits some exposure as well. Um, you know, obviously, we can't ride the blowout with him because they will pull him at some point. They value him, obviously, and they don't let him compile stats and blowouts. So uh, I think the you actually want the game to stay competitive for Ingram, uh, ironically enough. Uh, but I think he's got multi-touchdown potential in this game. He could be a way, you know, maybe doing... I wouldn't do Lamar Ingram stacks. What I would do is maybe... Uh, in lineups where I'm not using Lamar, maybe in maybe uh, in 30% of those non-Lamar lineups, maybe throw some Ingram in there, something like that. Uh, because if Lamar doesn't hit, I think it means that Ingram's got multiple touchdowns. Um, so, you know, if you wanted to hedge that way, you could. You could also just play Lamar and don't worry about Ingram and just let the chips fall. Um, now, next game. Bengals at Miami. Uh, keep tabs on the weather here. Um, and this game's been a problem because I want to use it, uh, but I've been holding uh, a lot of my lineup construction to figure out whether, well, how much I want to get involved in this game. I'm committed to using Parker no matter what, um, and I'm committed to using Mixon no matter what. Uh, if the weather, and, and this morning on the Fantasy Football Hour, Eamon was looking up some stuff for Hack and I during the show, and he's saying it's going to be a second-half weather event. Now, that's encouraging. I like that. Um, so I, I'm going to keep my eyes on that game. Obviously, nothing really matters until we start looking at the weather, you know, two hours from now, uh, and then we'll have a feel. But unless the weather in that game is going to be epic, and it's looking like now it's going to be, you know, not too bad. I like this game. Uh, I don't, I, you know, Hackett, <laughs> he was really going off on how bad Dalton was on the podcast Friday. I, 
I don't know. I'm willing to play a 5200 unit Dalton in a stack in this game, but I think I'm leaning towards just getting involved in this game in other ways. Uh, because if I'm going to do cost saving a quarterback, I think there's actually options I like more. We'll get into them in a second. Uh, but again, in this game, I'm committed to Mixon and Parker. Uh, I'm considering using some John Ross if you know, the situation isn't going to be too bad. If I think they'll be throwing in the second half, I think some GPP exposure to Ross makes a lot of sense if you're willing to take the chance. Because look, he could absolutely do nothing. Uh, and they haven't been playing him a ton of snaps. I think that can change this week. Uh, I, I mean, why are you playing Alex Erickson outside? Uh, the only reason I can come up with is that they're trying to get, you know, Ross back, get it, you know, get his sea legs going. Um, so I think Ross, if you want to mess around with it, GPP only obviously. Uh, the Steelers and the Jets, I am not touching this game with a 10-foot pole. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Uh, the only thing I'm going to consider here is using the Steelers at 3,900 units on the road against the Jets. Um, you know, the Jets are poorly coached. The Steelers are a phenomenal defense. Uh, if you can pay up to it, uh, it makes some sense. If you can't quite get to the Ravens at 4K and you want a good defense, I think the Steelers and the Ravens are outstanding this week. Um, well, maybe not outstanding. Good, solid plays, best on the slate. Let's put it that way. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, apart from that game, let's just forget about the Jets. Uh, Robbie Anderson's dinged up and the matchup is tough. Uh, no other Jets I want to get involved with. Um, now we're going to get to one of the games that I actually like, uh, Saints. Titans. Now, this is a big one, obviously, for a number of reasons. On the Saints side, you know, if you want to get involved with Breeze outdoors in the road, you can. I'm not going to do that. Uh, very interested in Michael Thomas, but, and it's a big but, the way I've sort of gone about this, the conclusions I've come to is that as much as I want to play Michael Thomas, I'm more interested in getting McCaffrey in my lineup, and I'm more interested in getting um, Lamar in my lineup. Uh, beginning of my process, I'm like, I really want to get all three of these guys in. But the more I look at it, there are places I can go at receiver that I feel good about that are significantly less expensive than Michael Thomas. I don't feel as good about paying down a running back, and I don't feel anywhere near as good about paying down at quarterback. So faced with not being able to do all three of the guys I want, having to pay down somewhere, I think paying down at receiver is what I want to do. And when I say pay down, I mean pay down from 93. I'm not talking about paying down into the fours, okay? We'll get to that in a second. But this game I like, okay? Um, you know, Vegas had this game at around about 50 with, you know, um, the Saints being a road favorite. Um, now, I think Derrick Henry probably swings this more in the Saints' favor, but it also swings it more towards a pass. Uh, and I think snaps will increase with Derrick Henry out. It's good news for A.J. Brown. So, you know, A.J. Brown, I was off him at 7K. I'm willing to consider using him in GPPs at 7K. Um, and then let's talk about Deion Lewis for a second. This Blasting Game guy is somebody to pay attention to. Uh, I was a little slow in the switch with him. Not really, like, you know, who cares? Eric Henry's a man. Why do I care about this, this guy too much? But now that Henry's out, Blasting Game's been playing over the last four weeks. He's been getting snaps. He's a big guy, and he's fast, and he can actually catch the football. Um, I would be surprised if he wasn't the guy in close. So Deion Lewis, I don't think, has a whole lot of TD equity at 4,300 units. I'm almost, I would say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use some of these Tennessee backs if I make a bunch of lineups. I haven't decided how many I'm going to make. But let's say I make 10 lineups. My guess is that I'm going to have Dion in two or three. 
and I'll have Blazing Game probably in two, okay? Um, like, I, I see him at 3K being equally compelling to Dion at 4,300. Um, you know, I know that that's, that's probably not what you want to hear, um, but I'm sort of leaning on let the field jump all over Dion Lewis, and let's hope he doesn't smash, and let's look at some alternative ways to alternative ways to build I would much rather play Washington at 4k than Dion at 43 and I don't think I want both of them in my lineup um, if I'm going to go that way I think I'd go all the way down to 3k with Blazing Game and see if I can use that to get some real monsters in my lineup uh, but I think m m more than likely my play is to not use Tennessee backs is to just you know get excited that this game's going to be a little faster paced and you know you know, the guys that I do have in this game will be worth more. I think, you know, Jared Cook is worth looking at in this game. Uh, I think I think Kamara at 75 on DraftKings is in play, and I don't think people are going to use him. Um, so, you know, and obviously for those people who roster Michael Thomas, I think the pace coming up is going to be a good thing. Um, so that's where I'm at on this game. It's a game I want to get involved in, but it, the, the pieces I really love are on the cost prohibitive side. So I'm not going to be like game stacking. Uh, Saints at Tennessee. Uh, Giants at Washington is a game where both teams are, are, are playing the run a little better than people realize. So I think it'll be a game where they put the ball in the air. Obviously, you're talking about bad offenses for the most part. So the scores probably don't go crazy. But you know what? They could. You know, this game is going to take on a personality and it's probably going to go one way or the other. Um, I want to get involved in this game on some level. I may game stack it just for one or two cheap lineups just to have some fun. Uh, but and let's, you know what, I'm going to stop right in the middle of the field, and I'm going to talk about something just for a second here. This is a tough week to find value, okay? It's a tough week to find guys we like in the 300 and low 4K area, 3,000 low 4K area. Uh, normally, I've got a short list of guys I really like. This week, uh, I'll tell you, I mean, now, DeAndre Washington, yes, at 4K, we like him. He's going to be a feature in most of my lineups. Uh, but I'm not in love with the Deion Lewis thing to the extent that I wish I was. Uh, and as much as Blazing Game at 3K intrigues me, it's thin, okay? Um, so really it's Washington. And then on the receiver side, you know, I think Greg Ward is definitely an interesting piece at 42. I will have significant exposure to him. Um, and then I think, you know, because he's so low and because I think the Raiders stink and they're going to be chasing, I think Renfro at 3,600 is a reasonable way to pay down if paying down is what you want to do. Um, you know, then Conley at 4,300, we liked him. I liked him, but now Shark is going to play, so I like that less. Ross at 4,200, the weather has me not loving that as much as I was hoping to. Larry Fitzgerald at 4,200, that game's probably going to have a lot of snaps, but he's been so dead-legged. I think he's a pay-down guy. I don't think he has a lot of ceiling. Um, and then a quarterback, like I was talking about Dalton, and I was thinking about Dalton all week at 5,200, but I'm coming to the point now where it's like, I think I'd rather go Haskins at 47, save another 500 bucks, get a game that's not being played in bad weather, um, and Haskins played better last week. Um, now, it's it's a low probability thing, but, you, you know, stack Haskins at 47 with McLaurin, now you've got a lot of money to play with. You can you can correlate on the other side with a couple different guys. You could correlate with Barkley, you could correlate with Slayton, you could correlate with Shepard. Um, it, it's an interesting GPP play. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's thin. I don't want you guys coming at me and complaining if it doesn't work. But I think it's, you know, give it some thought. Play around with it. I'm going to. And then the other one is Will Greer, who, you know, nobody, I don't think, 
I, I think he's going to be one percent or less. Um, the people who are playing him are going to be on this angle that we're talking about right now. But when you get a guy, I mean, Lamar's at 8K. You pivot down to Greer at 4,300, you're going to be able to create a lineup that very few people are going to have. So I think, you know, in a, in a large field GPP, look, 20% chance it hits probably in my view, 80% chance it doesn't, 50% chance Greer just comes out and shits the bed. Um, so, you know, there's reasons not to do this, but to, to get a guy, here's the, here's sort of the crux of it. Okay. Sometimes we want to profile a player, right? It's not, to me, it's not about will Greer do well or will he do poorly? I, you know, that's, I think up for grabs, you know, it's the nature of will Greer's game. Okay. He's an aggressive rhythm thrower. So I think it's sort of like Drew Locke where, yeah, he could come out and everything's not working. But, you know, this is the Colts. It's not like the Colts are great. The Colts are okay. Uh, and if for some reason this guy's feeling it, who knows? He could go out there and have a good game. And all we need him to do is score like 18 points, right? If you get a decent game out of a quarterback at 4,300, you might be able to crush it everywhere else. So I just think... I'm going to mess around with some Greer lineups. I'm probably going to go into a, 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 like the slant or something like that and just like make, just make, you know, one or two Will Greer lineups. Maybe one is a game stack and one is a pay down uh, and see what happens. I think, you know, again, you have to be willing to throw some money into the wind. This is not, you know, if you're tight fisted working on a, on a low budget. Uh, but for me, you know, I won enough yesterday where I've got a little money to play with. I might mess around with it. Um, or at the very least, play around, with the, play around with the lineup construction and just see what you can do with a quarterback that cheap. It might, it might be interesting. It might fire your creativity in other directions as well. Uh, I find that, that that works for me sometimes. Just You get stuck in something and it's like, man, I can't make this lineup work. Go to something totally different. Um, and, it, you know, that old dead poet society. Stand up at a desk. Look at this slate from a different perspective. Sometimes it helps me move on to another good idea. Um, uh, so yeah, um, back to that giant uh, Washington game. You know, I like the idea of stacking uh, with the Washington quarterback. Nice correlation pieces there. Uh, this game could come in under, but I think it's more likely to come in over where Vegas has it. Um, so, you know, it's, it, I think it's a game worth getting into a little bit. I'm not going to base my week around it or anything. Although McLaurin is definitely a piece I like a lot. Um, moving down to Carolina and Indianapolis, obviously we just talked about Greer. Uh, McCaffrey's a guy I am absolutely fine uh, paying up for. I'm not going to do it on every lineup, but I'm fine uh, getting some McCaffrey. I'm hoping to get up to him maybe 40 50% of the time this week. Um, uh, on the Colts side... I'm not touching anything, you know, I'm not touching Hilton for DFS. Obviously in seasonal, he could be a decent play, but Marlon Mack really sticks out uh, on this game. Now, you you might want to limit your exposure because he's not a guy who catches passes. If for some reason he tanks on DK, he can tank your lineup because a bad Mack day is like 16 carries for 66 yards uh, and you paid a significant amount for it and that team's dead, you got a dead team. Um, so, Mac, you know, don't, I would, encourage you not to go like 80% Mac because you can really hurt yourself. But I think some GPP exposure on like a, you know, 20, 30% level makes a lot of sense because this guy could smash. He could go over a hundred with a month with multiple touchdowns in this spot because Carolina just doesn't tackle right now. They just don't. Um, and I think Indiana is going to be run heavy in this matchup and they're favored. So the game script, if basically if Vegas is right, 
Mac's going to go off. Uh, and I would get some exposure to him just to cover yourself on that uh, level. Uh, Detroit at Denver. I like the Denver defense. I like Cortland Sutton. Apart from that, I, you know, you know, obviously, if you have to start Galladay in a season, we'll go ahead and do it. Uh, you know, the target should be there at the very least. Uh, but but Blau is bad. He's just bad. He's not a good quarterback. There's a reason that this guy wasn't ever going to see a game unless the other quarterbacks died and you know that's where we're at and uh yeah denver's not very good but they're home and the altitude their pass rush is getting a little healthier uh i am just not touching this game other than sutton uh in the denver defense um I mean, you can mess around with philip Lindsay. i wouldn't do it on DraftKings just because he's not catching passes um you know, maybe on some other platforms, Philip Lindsay uh, could have merit. And certainly in seasonal, I wouldn't have a problem uh, starting Philip Lindsay. I'm not going to mess around with Carrion Johnson either, by the way. Not this week. Uh, moving over to the next game, Dallas, Philadelphia. Uh, now, this game is a little bit lower on the projection due to Dak. Uh, and clearly Dak is, you know, he's a big problem. I mean, look, if you've got Dak in a final and you've got one of the guys I have ranked ahead of him, I wouldn't even consider Dak. Now, if, if you don't have one of those guys, because Dak's sort of at the line of demarcation, you've got a choice to make. Because Dak, I think, has tons of upside. This matchup, if Dak Prescott is 100%, I think he's the quarterback to own on the slate. So I would mess around with some GPP exposure to Dak. As long as, again, as long as you're willing to light a little money on fire. Because I think he's got a real chance to go off in this game. I think I would stack, you know, maybe a Dak lineup stacked with Gallup, and then another DAC lineup stacked with Cooper, uh, you know, something you can afford. I think there's merit in that. If, you know, if, if you're sitting there scrambling and you only have X number of lineups you can afford, maybe don't get involved in the whole DAC game. Uh, on the other side, Wentz feels like a push to me. I don't really want to play Wentz, but I do like playing Ertz a lot. I do like saving money with Greg Ward a lot. I think Goddard at 41K is a reasonable thing to get involved with. You know, Boston Scott, you know, uh, I didn't mention him, but he's actually one of the better 4K paydowns because I think he actually has a little bit of floor. The only way that changes is if they activate Jordan Howard, which I really doubt, but you know, I guess pay attention to that. I haven't heard him 100% out yet, but I, there's no way he's going to play. Um, moving down to uh, Raiders. Oh, I definitely like Zeke in that game, by the way. Uh, Zeke is uh, a good play. Um, and uh, he's priced down at 7,900 units. So I'm going to have some Zeke exposure. And I think Zeke is in play in cash, to be honest. Um, Oakland at the Chargers. Uh, I like both of the Charger backs. Obviously, they limit each other's ceiling, as I was saying on the uh, Fantasy Football Hour this morning. I like Melvin over Eckler, mostly just because I think this is going to be a game where the Chargers control the game. I think they're going to have uh, a fair amount of action in the red zone. And in the red zone, I think Melvin's going to get the actual carries. So I think he's got multiple touchdown upside in this game. Uh, and Eckler's a strong flex. Obviously, if you're playing in your seasonal final, both of these guys are excellent starts. I would have no problem with Gordon or Eckler uh, in my lineup. Uh, Keenan Allen's a really good play this week at 6,300 units. Uh, I think, but I would rather play Mike Williams at 5K to be honest in a GPP and just go for it. Uh, Hunter Henry, I, for the life of me, I don't know why they've been going away from him. Maybe he's not, you know, as 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 you know, springy as he would normally be. Obviously, this is a guy who fought to come back from a major injury. Now he's towards the end of the season. Maybe he hit a wall. Uh, but man, Hunter Henry at 4,700 units. You know, a little GPP exposure to that wouldn't bum me out. Uh, on the other side, definitely for me, it's only Washington at 4K. I think he's going to be maybe my most owned player this week. Uh, Renfro, I think if you need to pay down because you love a lineup and you need a guy at 36, I would consider him. Uh, not looking to get Renfro into lineups. Um, 
let me see here. Anything I'm missing in this game? No, that's good. Uh, and then moving over to the other side. We're doing well here, by the way. We'll get this thing in in under 30 minutes. Um, Arizona and Seattle is uh, the third game that I like on the slate. Like, if in terms of games, I don't want to forget about. Like, anytime I make a lineup this week, I want to look at it in terms of did I do the right thing with these three games within this lineup? And that can be fading the game for strategical purposes. But when I'm making a lineup, I want to think like, okay, how did I play the Saints Tennessee game with this lineup? How does this lineup relate to that game? And then I also want to think about Dallas and Philly. Same thing. Like, did I, do, did I use Dallas and Philly correctly in this lineup? Are there any things that are suboptimal with that game? You know, uh, like, you know, did I play, you know, I, I like, I have Zeke and Amari in there. That doesn't make sense, okay? I, I, I don't want to do that. Um, and then same thing. Uh, the, the, the last game is Arizona at Seattle. I want to look at every single one of my GPP lineups and say, well, how does this relate to the Arizona-Seattle game? Um, like if I'm fading that game, I want to have guys from the other two prominent. Um, and I, and look, I actually, the, you know, the thing with Arizona Seattle is I don't really want to get too involved with Arizona. Um, I love Christian Kirk, but the fact that he didn't really practice all week concerns me. So I'm you know I might toy around with a little Christian Kirk. I might toy around with some Kyler, but there's other things I like more. Uh, the Seattle side of the ball is much more enticing. We've got Hollister at 4,200 in the flowchart matchup. I think having some exposure to that makes sense. Uh, I think Hollister and Cash makes sense. Um, Chris Carson, I think he's a great raw play, but you have to pay for it. 8500 bucks for a guy who doesn't catch passes. I don't know that I like Carson any more than Mac. Um, so if you're sitting there with Carson in your lineup and you're going, man, I can't make this lineup work, try pivoting down to Mac and then seeing what you can do with that lineup. I think you retain 80% of the value and you open up some salary. Um, and then Wilson at 7K I think is an excellent play. I'm probably going to just play Russ naked because uh, the receivers are sort of expensive. I like Lockett, but I don't know. Um, hold on, I didn't write his price down, but let me just make sure. Um, yeah, Lockett at 7600 I don't know. Maybe, it, it, maybe I'll mess around with a Lockett stack. I don't think I'm going to mess around... Um, with a DK stack, uh, but I like Russ. Uh, maybe naked Russ. Maybe I'll mess around with some stacking, but I really like Russ. Uh, I, I think most of my quarterbacks this week are either going to be Russ, they're either going to be Lamar, or I'm going to be trying some of these pay down ideas I was talking about before. Um, so that's pretty much what I have um, for for this week's Sunday slate. I'm sorry it wasn't as in depth as normal, guys, but. Uh, I'm, I'm really having to split loyalty um, this weekend. Normally, I, I try to get most of my seasonal stuff wrapped up on Saturday. Uh, but so many people asking questions this week, so many weird things going on. I just want to make sure uh, that the lineups for people playing their big, big game um, are as good as I can make them. So what I'm going to do after I post this podcast uh, is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my head back into the lineup rankings uh, for about an hour, uh, fine-tune them and set them up uh, so you guys uh, are in better shape uh, making those tough lineup decisions. So, uh, before we shut this thing down, um, I'm sitting here making lineups. Uh, I just made one I actually sort of liked. Um, Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Washington, Julio Jones, Slayton, Greg Ward, Janu Smith, and I went with Kamara closing it out. I'll let you guess at what defense I put in there. Uh, but. Um, I sort of like that one. So uh, that lineup is an indication of where my head's at right now. Uh, not loving Janu Smith, but that's sort of what kind of money I had. I may mess around with Kamara and Janu, see if I can get something I like more. Uh, 
another lineup uh, that I put together with Wilson at the top had Mixon and Drake. Uh, Drake was a guy I, uh, you know, I'm not chasing the Drake points from last week, but I do think he's a decent play. Um, and then I had Parker, Mike Williams, Greg Ward, Hooper, Zeke Elliott, um, and I'll let you guess the defense. I actually want to mess around with that and see if I can upgrade the defense, but um, definitely going to get into some lineup construction now, have a little fun. Um, and, um, you know, that's pretty much going to do it uh, for this week 16 Sunday morning DFS Plus uh, podcast. Uh, for those of you who've been enjoying Rotobon all year and want Rotobon to continue, please consider donating. The donate button is on the homepage of rotobon.com in the upper right. Uh, really appreciate all of you who've donated so far. It helps keep this website going. It's a big deal. It really helps a lot. Um, and uh, for those of you who are wondering, gosh, you know, my heart goes out to you if you actually are playing next week for your championship. But I will be doing week 17 contact content. We will have a waiver wire. There will be lineup rankings. And obviously, we're going to do a lot of DFS stuff next week. Um, I'd also like to say good luck to Jimmy Hackett. Good luck to Leo Pasiga. Good luck to John Bosch. Um, going up against Hackett in two leagues, Leo in one, and John Bosch and I are, are, are fighting for the top spot in another league. So good luck to all you guys. Um, if you guys win, at least, I, at least I really like all you guys. It's better than losing to someone you don't like. Uh, and to all you listening, man, thank you so much uh, for taking this trip with me this year. It started way back in July. It's still going. We're not done, uh, but it's been a long journey. And I just want to thank, thank all you guys for, for the support you've given me. Um, and again, don't forget, uh, you're in the finals. You're already a rich man. But still, let's bring home some championships today. Giddy up. <laughs>